0: Hello and welcome to Investment Matters, a podcast brought to you by Emirates NBD. My name is Maurice Gravier, I am Chief Investment Officer for the bank. Today, for our episode four, I will make an update on our recommended asset allocation and highlight the changes that we have decided last week to start preparing for 2021. Before that, I will spend a bit of time on what is the purpose of asset allocation, how it works and how we do it. Let's start with the principles. As I'm sure you know, there are three golden rules to invest wisely. The first one is that time horizon is the starting point of everything. You don't take risks with your money if you need it back in three months to pay for a new car. At the opposite end of the spectrum, if you are in your twenties and investing for your retirement in 40 years, you don't need your money to be available. You can stomach the ups and downs and grab the great long-term returns of risky asset classes. Risk, that is the second golden rule. If you want to get returns, you have to take risks. The safest investment on the short-term cannot give you the same expected return as a risky one. Investors are constantly screening all markets in search of such anomalies and they don't last long. Market participants only increase their level of risk when it's worth it, which means that the safest investments don't provide enough returns. Now, the third golden rule is the bedrock of portfolio construction and has a direct link to asset allocation, it is diversification. There is a galaxy of factors affecting the value of an asset. Economic growth, interest rates, policy action, currency fluctuations, commodity prices, geopolitics, technological disruptions, or even sentiment and positioning. They all have a different impact on different markets, and I'm not even talking about the idiosyncratic ones specific to a company or issuer. If your portfolio is only exposed to a limited number of factors, you'd better be right, otherwise you're in trouble. This is the case, of course, if you only invest in one company, but also in one sector or only in one region, heavily reliant on a single activity. The good news, however, is that as different factors affect different markets, positively or negatively at the same time, there is huge benefit in being exposed to as many uncorrelated factors as possible. It dramatically reduces your downside risk while having only a limited cost to your expected return. So, three golden rules to build a portfolio time horizon is the starting point, you don't get returns without taking risks, and diversification is crucial to enhance the risk-return prospects of your portfolio. Now, let's move on to the process. Asset allocation is the science of building the best possible portfolios upon those three rules. As its name says, it's about asset classes. Cash is the safest, with very low returns, but no downside risk and absolute liquidity. Fixed income is next. Debt securities are here to generate some yield while also protecting your portfolio in difficult times. Equities are the direct exposure to business, the highest long-term returns at the price of significant downside risk, especially on the short term. Finally, alternatives are a family of assets which aim at providing returns which are not too correlated with the others. There are of course, sub-asset classes within these four families, different regions, different qualities of debt issuers, different sectors and within alternatives, different items such as gold, real estate or hedge funds. Our asset allocation framework starts with your time horizon. We maintain three profiles, classically named cautious, moderate, and aggressive. What is less common is that we are very clear on their definition, which is linked to a time horizon. They are built to provide you the best possible expected return, while minimizing the probability of loss over, respectively, 3, 5, and 7 years pick your time horizon, we will do the rest. In practice, for each of these three profiles, we have two layers of asset allocation, the strategic and the tactical. These words are from the military world. Strategy is designed to win a war while tactics take care of a battle. Strategic asset allocation for each of these three profiles is a static mix of asset classes optimized for their time horizon. Let me illustrate with our moderate profile. The strategic asset allocation gives a 10% weight to cash, 40% to bonds, 35% to stocks, and 15% to alternatives. Based on an extremely comprehensive and totally paranoid use of complex quantitative models, we are very confident that the probability of loss over 5 years is below 5%, while the expected return is the best possible under this key objective. So we are strategically ready to win the war for you. Now what about the battles? Markets move every day, and week after week, there are opportunities to seize or risks to protect against over the short term. This is why we add a second layer of tactical asset allocation. Its objective is to constantly adjust to current opportunities and risks by overweighting and underweighting asset classes compared to the strategic asset allocation. Of course, these active positions are carefully calibrated so that they don't compromise our long-term goals, capital preservation over an horizon in particular. To do that, we look at three market drivers every month. First is the backdrop, our scenario on the economy and policy action provided by our chief economist Katija and her teams. It is basically what happens. The second is Valuation. Investment is not just about what happens, but about what happens compared to what is already in the price. To do that, our asset class specialists maintain year-end fair values for each major asset class. This allows us to instantly have a view on what is over or underpriced. Finally, after what happens and what is priced in, the third driver is how investors behave. Are they in panic or in euphoria? Are they all invested in the same crowded sectors or regions? Are they waiting for a catalyst? Now, let's move on to the recent changes that we have decided last week through a quick review of these three drivers. First, the backdrop our scenario has always been the same. The 2020 recession is brutal, but the world has learned to live with the virus until a vaccine is available. For sure, the pandemic is currently worsening from the US to Japan, including of course Europe, which poses significant downside risk to the fourth quarter. However, the vaccine is coming with both Pfizer and Moderna having announced efficacy rates above 90%. In addition, policy response is simply unprecedented with regards to both fiscal and monetary support. As a result, 2021 is about economic recovery boosted by fiscal stimulus and ultra low interest rates. If anything, the backdrop is Positive. positive second point is valuation and the picture is less favorable almost all asset classes are up so far this year from fixed income to global stocks global stocks are up around 10 percent in 2020 across regions there is almost no upside potential in the safest bonds and equity multiples in the developed world already discount a significant part of the recovery we expect for 2021. It is not a bubble as ultra low interest rates justify high multiples, but it is time to be selective. Finally, behavioral factors have played a key role in the recent rally. Investors' community was extremely cautious. Many institutional players were very defensively positioned, scared by the virus and the US elections. With more clarity on the latter and a vaccine breakthrough on the former, they had to rush on risk assets to avoid missing the rally. This was one of the reasons why we were fully invested in the recent months, rightly so. this pool of potential barriers is now fading. We took these three elements into account and decided to make two significant changes to our tactical asset allocation, the battle. First, within the fixed income asset class, we decided to go overweight in corporate high yield while reducing further the safest segments, mostly government bonds from developed markets they are too expensive to provide returns, and even their diversification benefits are now questionable. High yield, as its name says, provide decent returns, especially in a scenario of recovery. Of course, they are risky. Should we be wrong on the scenario, central banks should provide additional support, which we think should limit the downside. Our second change is within equities. So far this year, we cut risk aggressively in February, bought back aggressively in March, went neutral during the summer and overweight at the end of September. It worked fine. We have decided to remain overweight on stocks, but to be more selective we are now slightly underweight on expensive developed markets and have increased our preference for emerging markets where both growth prospects and valuations are more compelling. Let me be frank. There is a good chance to see the current rally fading and even the risk of a correction is significant. We are aware of it, but we don't bet on it the medium-term outlook is constructive. And importantly, there is a fourth golden rule to investment, which is don't try to time the market on the short-term, it is impossible. We are neutral on cash and overweight on gold, which would help should a correction happen. So far this year, our tactical asset allocation profiles are up between seven and eight percent outperforming our strategic asset allocation and, more importantly, our international competitors by a significant margin. To keep this edge, we have decided to rework our strategic asset allocation to take into account the new valuation landscape. We will discuss this in details in a future episode of Investment Matters. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more. Stay safe and invest wisely for the long term.